Yo, what's up, baseball world? Greatest show on dirt coming to you live from the world famous Sweet Bee Studios. I'm your host, Quentin. Today's Monday, Monday, January 28th, dude. Get ready. 59 days till baseball. Less than two months until the baseball season begins. Like, the time from now to first pitch is like a mild jail sentence for like maybe stealing like a $2,000 car. Like, what would one go to jail for two months for? That's kind of how I'm imagining my life from now until when baseball season starts. It's just like a little jail sentence, like a little indiscretion. And if I can make it through this jail sentence of, you know, going to bed at night, no television, waking up in the morning, feeling like I don't have anything to live for, because when I watch Sports Center, you know, there's no baseball on. And then when I watch MLB Network, they're just rating the top 10 right fielders. And I think every one of them's wrong. And they're just trying to make up content. You know, it's, it's heartbreaking, man. Like, what am I going to do with no baseball? I'll tell you what I have been doing, which is one of the best things you could do. Okay, so check this, guys. The next time you're bored at work and you don't have anything to do and you got like eight hours to burn because that's what I do when I go to work. I generally work for eight hours. So I'd like to burn through those eight hours so I can hurry up and get home. Uh, old, old baseball games on YouTube. They're way more than what you think, dude. So I um, generally what you think with baseball, it's like copyright laws, right? So you would think there would be no full baseball games on YouTube. Dude, I downloaded a Braves-Phillies game from 1993. I, I've i got an app on my iPhone, dude, where now this is for entertainment purposes only. I I, I don't think you should pirate. our shiver me timbers. Don't pirate anything or you'll have to walk the plank. I'm an idiot, guys. But I'm not, I have to say like for entertainment purposes only because you can't steal media. But you can, if you have a smartphone, download an app, hypothetically, that would hypothetically download a YouTube video straight to your phone. And hypothetically, if you search um, for old baseball games on YouTube, they do come up. And I downloaded this game from 1993. It was a 1993 Braves-Phillies game aired on TBS. Holy crap. All the nostalgia in the world. And it was nuts, dude. Because they were like stealing bases, man. There was small ball. I loved it, dude. It was great, man. And um, I haven't finished watching the whole entire game yet because sometimes they want me to do work at work. And I can't really watch the game while I'm driving home from work because driving and watching TV, that's a little iffy. You know, when I tell people I do that, they give me like weird looks. Uh, <laughs> I don't do that for the record <laughs> unless I'm stopped at a light. But either way, listen, dude. That's a good way to get through the offseason. But yeah, man, so we just got... So if you're waiting for baseball and you don't feel like you have anything to live for right now, just pretend you're in jail and you have to serve a 60-day sentence, right? I got plenty of good friends that have served 60-day sentences, you know? Maybe pretend you have an ankle bracelet. Who really knows? But let's talk. Let's talk some baseball, man. So check it out, dude. Justin Verlander, man, he's a Houston Astro. I think he's a free agent at the end of... This year, and he wants to sign. Um, he's open to signing an extension on his contract with the Houston Astros, which is wild, dude, because he um, probably had like the second best season of his career this past season, which was his age 35 season. But Justin Verlander does not want to go into free agency, and I do not blame him for not wanting to go to free agency because one, 
owners are like tightwads these days, man. Like, I bet they don't tip anything when they go to Cracker Barrel. Like, they're stupid. But number two, like, Houston's a pretty damn good place to play baseball because they've got a first-place team, almost went to the World Series last year, and the Houston Astros have, like, the fifth-best farm system in all of baseball. Dude, they're going to be good for a while. But, like, dude, I want to talk not about Justin Verlander's extension because here's what happened, dude. So I... I see where Justin Verlander wants to sign an extension with the Astros, and I just start looking like, dude, like, should the Astros do it? And I figured out, dude, Justin Verlander might be Nolan Ryan 2.0. The guy, dude, Justin Verlander is like a fine barrel-aged whiskey that you would get in Kentucky, that you would drink it, and it would be so smooth. And then you would get so hammered. It's like the best whiskey, man. The finest, finest whiskey. And that's what Justin Verlander is, man. It's like Verlander's been aged in a barrel for like 200 years, dude. Because what happened with Verlander, and I'll tell you this right now, man. Going into the baseball season, if you want a pitcher to watch... And because always going into every baseball season, dude, like I got the team I watch, but I always kind of like pick pick an alternate team, right? So in baseball, I always like to watch. I've got alternate teams that I like to watch, like when the Cubs make me mad and then also players, man. I really like to get into players and kind of track their seasons, dude, because I like to get into it, man. I watch baseball like I wa- like I used to watch professional wrestling growing up, right? Like Ultimate Warrior might be my favorite wrestler, but like. What's Papa Shango doing, man? What's the Million Dollar Man doing? What's the Legion of Doom doing? The Rock, HBK, like, you know, Jake the Snake Roberts, Diamond Dallas Page, Buff Bagwell. Like, dude, let's do it, man. Should I just named way too many wrestlers, didn't I? I love wrestling, dude. Oh, vintage wrestling. But I'm telling you, Verlander's a guy to watch, dude. Verlander in 2019 is a guy to watch. But Verlander's 2018. That's what I want to talk about, dude. How good this guy is, man. Justin Verlander. He turns 36, like, in a month, right? So for all of 2018, he was 35 years old. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you about Justin Verlander's age 35, season 35, which is an age that nobody wants to sign a free agent for. And you'll know why I think Justin Verlander might be Nolan Ryan 2.0. Okay, check this out. Last season, he had a war, wins above replacement, of 6.2. That was the fourth best in his whole entire career. Justin Verlander started pitching probably when he was like 23. So I think Verlander's got 12 seasons under his belt. I'll be able to check for you in a second. I'm bringing it up on Google right now. But also with Verlander, he he had a 0.902 whip, which means whip is walks, and hits combined per inning pitch, which is essentially a number that tells you how many base runners got on base per inning on Justin Verlander last year. 0.9 guys per inning got on base. Not even a whole dude. Basically, a guy with his head cut off got on base against Justin Verlander last year. That was the best of his whole entire career. So Justin Verlander, in his age 35 season allowed less base runners on base per inning than he ever has in his life, okay? Justin Verlander started pitching, his first full season was in 2006. So he's pitched 13 full seasons because his first season 
was only like 11 innings pitched. So he's pitched 13 full seasons. And out of all those 13 full seasons, just finished with the best whip. His ERA plus. Okay, I'm going to tell you this, man. His ERA plus last season was the third best of his career, and it was 159. Now, what that ERA plus number means is this. ER, if you have an ERA plus of 100, you are just a dead-ass average pitcher, right? So, like, for example, I always go on about me doing baseball stuff at work and not really working. So if I had an ERA plus of, like, how effective I am at work, that number would possibly be 80. It would be 20 points lower than 100, which signifies that I'm 20% worse than the average employee that you'll get, right? So if your ERA plus is like 120, then that means because the base level of ERA plus is 100, and if you have an ERA plus of 120, that means you're 20% better than the average pitcher in Major League Baseball, okay? And there are good pitchers in Major League Baseball. You've seen all the strikeouts? Justin Verlander's ERA plus was 159. Justin Verlander is damn near 60% better than every single average pitcher in all of Major League Baseball. That ERA plus was the third best of his career, man. Fine whiskey, fine wine, bro. He's a California wine out of Napa Valley, my friend. Also, he threw 214 innings last season. But man, a lot of guys that throw 214 innings in baseball. I bet last season... There may I bet there were three. I bet there were there were no more. I bet no more than five guys that threw over two hundred innings last year. No way, dude. He easily threw two hundred fourteen innings at a two fifty two ERA. A two fifty two ERA, dude. That's like, oh shoot, holy crap! A two fifty two ERA is the second lowest of his career. His age thirty five season, second lowest ERA of his career. He struck out 290 guys on top of that. So on top of his second-best career ERA, he struck out 290 guys. It's the most he's ever struck out. Fine wine. I don't know about you guys, but I'm drunk off these stats right now. I'm drinking good whiskey. Justin Verlander's drinking good whiskey. Tell you that, man. And, like, also, like, it gets even worse, man. Strikeouts per nine innings, 12.2. Best ever. Walks. Best ever. He's walking like a guy and a half. Per nine innings, meaning like if you take a full baseball player and then take a second baseball player, but like you're playing Mortal Kombat and Johnny Cage rips his torso off, we only have one and a half baseball players. That's how many guys Justin Verlander walks per nine innings, dude. That's nuts, man. All of these numbers are crazy, dude. And what's so awesome about Justin Verlander, which is the reason why I want to watch him, is Justin Verlander says he wants to pitch until he's 45 years old. Dude, I love every minute of it, man. Nolan Ryan pitched until he was 46. Tom Brady right now is playing football, and he's like 42 or something like that, dude. It is unbelievably exciting to watch baseball players defy all the odds and do stuff that the human body should not be able to do. Justin Verlander right now at the age of 35 is doing things that outside of like Max Scherzer, nobody in the world can do is pitched this great at 35. Justin Verlander, in my eyes, is a better pitcher than Max Scherzer and for sure had a better season this past season than Max Scherzer. I would say I, I can tell you in a second who I think had the best season, but I, I like Verlander. Verlander's my guy, man, and he's extremely fun to watch what he's doing, man. 
I think what Justin Verlander's doing, Max Scherzer had an ERA plus last season of 168 and threw 200, uh, 220 innings. So technically, if we're looking at ERA plus, um, I don't think Max Scherzer had a better season at 168. Well, okay. So maybe Max Scherzer had a better season last year. I really just don't know shit about baseball. Um, Max Scherzer actually had a higher award, too. Okay, so Max Scherzer had a better season. Oh, Max Scherzer's a really good pitcher. But, dude, Verlander, man. I think Max Scherzer could probably. Max Scherzer's two years younger than Verlander. Max Scherzer can probably pitch till he's 45, too. And I could totally have another episode about Scherzer. But I guess what I'm saying is. Between Scherzer and Justin Verlander, even though we're talking about Verlander on this episode, these two guys are the last two guys of a dying breed. Go, like, through your old baseball cards and pick up, like, a 1990 Don Russ and look on the back of a card and look at how many inning starters were pitching, like, 220, 250, 270, 300. And now, like, the American League Cy Young winner, Blake Snell, only threw, like, 160 innings last season. A 160-something, and he won the Cy Young. Justin Verlander threw 215 innings and did not, 214, and did not win the Cy Young, dude. You're getting pitchers now, man. They're throwing five innings, six innings, and that's it, dude. And what the reason why I want you to watch Justin Verlander is because it is so fun to watch pitchers go into the sixth, go into the seventh, go into the eighth, and face some batters three, four times through the lineup. It is phenomenal, man. Gutsy pitching performances, dude. They are unicorns, man. They're Loch Ness monsters. Finding a pitcher that does what Verlander does, that goes out and pitches 200-plus innings and give you seven of eight innings of good ball and really log innings and do so efficiently at a two-and-a-half ERA, that's so rare. It's like a UFO leaving a crop circle in your yard, but maybe shuttling you up to do weird experiments on you, right? So Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer are like getting picked up by a UFO and the aliens do weird stuff to you. And then when they're done with you, they leave you in the cornfield, but they wipe your memory. So you pretty much wake up naked and you're like, what the heck just happened? That's what it's like watching a Justin Verlander start. It's the best thing ever, man. So watch Verlander, man. You're coming to this baseball season. I know you've got eyes on your team, but if you want someone else to watch, Dude, Verlander, so exciting to watch. Cannot wait to see what he does in 2019. Blah, blah, pause. This portion of the show is brought to you by Ketchup Caviar. Yes, today's segment is called Lavish Lifestyles. Now, I like to live lavishly, and I also love ketchup, so this is the perfect intersection of two things that just go together forever. So listen to this. For Valentine's Day... Heinz Ketchup has released a product called Ketchup Caviar. And you cannot purchase Ketchup Caviar. It's so lavish, you can only win Ketchup Caviar. It's essentially the ketchup version of the golden ticket on Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And what Ketchup Caviar is, it comes in a fancy glass container, and it's just little balls of ketchup. So if you want to put ketchup on your hot dog, but you might be on a date with your boo and you're like, man, I like a lot of ketchup on my hot dog, but it gets all up in my face and on my hands. Guess what? Ketchup caviar. You put the little bubbles, the little enclosed casings of ketchup deliciousness on your hot dog and you just eat it and it goes straight in your mouth. And what that does 
is it burst inside of your mouth. It's a burst of tomato electricity. Listen, this is what Heinz had to say about it. Ketchup caviar is a limited edition delicacy, just like chocolate in the Amazons, for true ketchup lovers. It's luxurious, my friend. Now, I wanted to get some of this, but the deadline ended on January 28th. I didn't see the ketchup caviar till January 29th. Like, I'm super distraught about this, right? And, like, I'm going to tell you this right now. Being, like, a baseball podcast, like, ketchup to me, listen, I'm a baseball fan. So, ketchup is the number one condiment to me ever in the whole entire universe. Because what was the original performance enhancer of Major League Baseball? You would say steroids? No. You would say greenies? No. The original performance-enhancing drug in baseball is ketchup, my friend. Do you know what great baseball player ate nothing but hot dogs, hit 60 home runs in a season, and 714 for his career? Uh, Yes, I see a hand back there. Would the answer be George Herman Babe Ruth? That is correct. The greatest baseball player of all time, George Herman Babe Ruth, got fat and hefty and husky and strong off hot dogs and beer. And guess what? Babe Ruth would love ketchup caviar. He would absolutely love ketchup caviar. I mean, it kind of reminds me of like a gusher, but just filled with ketchup. And to me, that sounds phenomenal. Like, I know I love gushers. And, like, I would for sure love just Gushers, but, like, filled with ketchup because I love ketchup. I could put ketchup on anything, man. If, you know, if I'm out of A1 sauce, I'll put some ketchup on my steak. If I eat potatoes, I'll put ketchup on potatoes. If I made pancakes and didn't have any pancake syrup, by God, I'd put some ketchup on it. And tell you what, it'd be good. And I'll tell you what, there could be more capitalization in this. You could put whiskey and have whiskey caviars. And let's say you're at work and you're having a rough day and you're about to be in like a five-hour meeting. Guess what? Take a couple whiskey gushers out of your pocket and just eat them. It would be great, man. Put a good stout beer in a gusher. I'd love every second of it. I'd eat them everywhere at the mall, at church. Get stuck at a wedding or a weird situation with your significant other. Maybe your wife wants you to watch Bachelor again. Hey, eat about five cubes of whiskey. That'd be great. I would love it, man. The idea of ketchup caviar is essentially E equals MC squared. It's an Einsteinian invention that, that's phenomenal, and I love it. I'm going to do whatever I can. I'm going to search eBay and try to get me some ketchup caviar, man, because like I said, here it is, man. My ketchup, my condiment rankings, top, my top five condiments, starting with number one, the number one condiment is ketchup. Put it on everything. If I'm trapped on a deserted island, ketchup will save my life. Five words. Bam, in your face. Number two condiment, ranch dressing. Bro, ranch dressing on everything. Ranch dressing, like I could just drink it straight up, right? I go get wings, and I love wings, but it's only because of the ranch dressing. Homemade ranch dressing is it. If the My one regret um, when I got married two years ago was that I didn't have a ranch fountain at the wedding that like – People could just put stuff in ranch and eat it. Like, I would put, like, my whole arm in the ranch dressing fountain and just, like, I'd eat my arm off, bro. It would be so delicious. Number three condiment is a mixture of mayonnaise and mustard. Mix mayonnaise and mustard together. Oh, it's the best. That's my number three condiment. 
My number four condiment, it's syrup. It's pancake syrup. Some good Aunt Jemima pancake syrup. Butter flavored. Don't give me sugar free. Don't give me low sugar. I'll take the diabetes because I know you can get free diabetes tests and supplies online. I'll take the diabetic and the insulin shot. Give me the sugar, brother. Give it to me. My fifth. Now this, my fifth ranked condiment, this is one that gets a little bit of controversy, right? It's the berry bonds of condiments because not a lot of people think it's a condiment, but gravy. Like I love biscuits and gravy. So the exact gravy you would put on biscuits and gravy, that gravy is my fifth ranked condiment. Now you might say to yourself, Quentin, I, I object. Gravy's not a condiment. See you later. You can see the door and see yourself out. Gravy, bro. Put gravy on everything. Listen, if I'm at a pancake syrup, gravy goes on my pancakes. If I'm at a french fries, gravy goes on my french fries. If I'm at a ranch dressing, guess what? I'll eat a leafy green salad and put gravy on it right in your face. Let's get to our next topic. Okay, so since at the beginning of this show, I talked about Justin Verlander being Nolan Ryan 2.0 because as Justin Verlander gets older, it just seems that he gets better. And... That obviously led me into Nolan Ryan's baseball reference page. And I looked at Nolan Ryan's age 45 season. That was the the last season he pretty much pitched the the full season. I, I believe like in Nolan Ryan's age 46 season, he only threw like 60 or 70 innings or something. So I look at Nolan's age 45 season and I'm like, damn, it's a pretty good season. He threw to a 372 ERA. He threw 157 and a third innings with 157 Ks. Not bad. He threw to a 103 ERA plus, which means he was 3% better than the average pitcher in Major League Baseball. So he was better than average. He threw to a 3.08 FIP, which is FIP. It stands for Fielding Independent Pitching. And the difference between that number, which is a 3.08 FIP versus a 372 ERA, is this 3.08 Fielding Independent Pitching tells us what his ERA is and it um, factors in that like every pitcher has like the exact same defense. So what it does is it stands for fielding independent pitching. So it takes suspect fielding out of the equation and gives it allows you to compare pitchers as if they basically had the exact same defense. So you take, you know, suspect defense out of the equation and just get to the true number of like, what would Nolan Ryan's ERA be if he had ideal defense behind him and every pitcher had the same defense behind him? Well, that expected ERA, you could kind of call it, that would be 3.08. Okay, perfect. So I'm thinking about this and I'm like, dude, Nolan Ryan had a great 45 season. And all of a sudden I thought, well, how's that compare to some very important pitchers in this day and age. So I did a lot of research on baseball reference. And what I did was I picked five pitchers and I looked at their 2018 seasons and I wanted to see how they compared to Nolan Ryan's age 45 season, which was in 1994. And here's what I found out. The first pitcher I'm going to compare Nolan Ryan to is Jake Arrieta. So Nolan Ryan's age 45 season with Jake Arrieta's age 32 season. So much was made of Jake Arrieta on the free agent market last year. Scott Boris wanted him to get a lot of years. And he signed really late. And it was kind of like the 
the you know MLB cold stove, you know, part of like the the free agent freeze we saw, right? So here is Nolan Ryan's age 45 season compared to Jake Arrieta's 2018 at age 32. ERA, Nolan Ryan 372. Jake Arrieta's ERA was higher than Nolan Ryan's at a 3.96. Jake did throw about 15 mornings than Nolan Ryan, but he had 19 less strikeouts, okay? Jake Arrieta's fielding independent pitching was a 4.26 over a run higher than what Nolan Ryan's was. So if Nolan Ryan and Jake Arrieta had the exact same defense behind him, Jake Arrieta would have an earned run average 1.18 runs higher. And then wins above replacement. Jake Arrieta had a three war. Nolan Ryan had a two war. But Nolan, I'm looking at this right here. ERA plus Jake Arrieta threw to an ERA plus a 105. So Jake Arrieta was 5% better than the average pitcher in MLB. Nolan Ryan was 3%. So I could go as far to say that if I were to pick having Jake Arrieta at age 32 or Nolan Ryan at age 45, I'll take Nolan Ryan at age 45 because if Nolan Ryan struck out 19 more guys in um, 1994 in like 18 less innings, 15 less innings, then what would Nolan Ryan, age 45, do in this day and age? He'd throw 157 innings and probably strike out 220 guys. It'd be unbelievable. I would for sure take Nolan Ryan, age 45, over Jake Arietta, Mr. I want a contract longer than three years at $75 million. Well, guess what? You're not as good as age 45 on the decline, Nolan Ryan. Number two, Jose Quintana. He was 29 years old in 2018. Jose Quintana was acquired by the Chicago Cubs. The Chicago Cubs gave up two top 30 MLB prospects, Eloy Jimenez and Dylan Cease. Dylan Cease is a really good pitcher with a dominating curveball, and the Cubs have a really hard time with pitching, and the Cubs grossly overpaid for Jose Quintana. I'm about to tell you why. Earned run average. Jose Quintana's was a 4.03, higher than Nolan Ryan's age 45 season. Now, Quintana pitched more innings at 174, so that puts him at like 67. He pitched 12, 13, 13 more innings than Nolan Ryan, but only had one more strikeout. 13 more innings, one more strikeout. That's all Quintana could do. ERA plus. Jose Quintana was only 3% better of a pitcher than what Nolan Ryan was if I look at ERA+. Fielding independent pitching, Quintana's was a high 4.43. Not even close to Nolan Ryan's 3 FIP number. War wins above replacement, Jose Quintana 2.2. So that's a margin of error in that. Nolan Ryan and Jose Quintana, I'd much rather have an age 45 Nolan Ryan than Jose Quintana. So, so far, Nolan Ryan has out at the age 45 has outpitched Jake Arrieta in 2018, in my eyes. If you put Nolan Ryan in this day and age, he would do better and has outpitched Jose Quintana. Right now, Dallas Keuchel. Dallas Keuchel right now is in a similar situation to what Jake Arrieta was in last year. He's still a free agent. He won the Cy Young in 2015 for the Houston Astros. And it's just kind of like, what do you really do with the guy? He's 30. He's kind of on a decline. Do we want him or not? Well... Compared to age 45, Nolan Ryan, 
I think Nolan Ryan would do better in this day and age than what Dallas Keuchel did. So earned run average, Dallas Keuchel's again was higher than Nolan Ryan's. Not by much. 3.72 was Nolan Ryan. 3.74 was Dallas Keuchel's earned run average. But still at this point, Nolan Ryan at age 45 has a lower ERA than Jake Arrieta, Jose Quintana, and Dallas Keuchel in 2018. Dallas did throw 204 innings, but only struck out 153 guys. But Dallas Keuchel's a ground ball pitcher, you understand? So it's just what it is. ERA plus, Dallas Keuchel's ERA plus was only 108. So Dallas Keuchel last season was only 8% better than the average pitcher in Major League Baseball. But also, his fielding independent pitching was 3.72. Like, three-fourths of a run higher than Nolan Ryan's at age 45. And his wins above replacement was a 2.6. Very comparable to Nolan Ryan's. A couple other guys I listed, I won't go through them all because I'm taking a lot of time with it. And I know you're probably driving to work, so slow down and finish this podcast before you walk in the office. Felix Hernandez at the age of 32 last season, he had a bad year, man. 555 ERA, 155 and two-thirds innings pitched, a 73 ERA plus and a negative war. Felix Hernandez was not good last year, but the age of 32, the reason why I want to bring up Felix Hernandez to Nolan Ryan is to look at Nolan Ryan's age 45 season and see exactly how well he pitched. That just kind of tells you that you have to be a phenomenal athlete and know how to stay healthy for that long. And Felix Hernandez at one point was the best pitcher in all of baseball. He's thrown a perfect game. Great pitcher. But at age 32, he's already started this sharp decline. And it's it's a you're a skilled athlete if you can continue to stay healthy. I truly believe that some guys they get injured and it's just like not their fault. And well, hold on, let me start over. I most uh, many times I don't believe that athletes can control their injuries because sometimes your body just gives away. But I look at guys like Nolan Ryan and Cal Ripken Jr. Maybe like even Bartolo Colon. I've always admired guys that can play sports for a really long time because I do think that there's a level of skill, dedication, and know-how in playing smart to play a sport for as long as what Nolan Ryan and Cal Ripken did and continue to stay healthy. I think there's skill in that. So that's kind of the reason why I want to bring up Felix Hernandez, because for a guy to sharp decline at the age of 32 like him, it's not totally uncommon. And it really helps you to recognize and realize exactly what Nolan Ryan did to throw as hard as he did, as long as he did, and just be a really good pitcher. And also, uh, James Paxson was the fifth pitcher that I had to compare to Nolan Ryan's age 45 season. James Paxson had a higher earned run average than Nolan Ryan did in his age 45 season. He had 3.76 ERA, packs into 160 innings. He struck out 208 guys, man, so it was phenomenal. But James Paxson's ERA plus was only a 108, so not much higher than Nolan Ryan's at 103. The fielding independent pitching number for James Paxson was higher than Nolan Ryan's, but his wins above replacement was a 2.9, so he was worth about a win more. And James Paxson's only 29. And when I look at guys like James Paxton, and again, Dallas Keigel, Jose Quintana, Jake Arrieta, these are all 
you know, wanted pitchers that were either acquired at trade deadlines or signed via free agency or will be signed this year at free agency. And they're sought after pitchers. And these sought after pitchers are about as good as what Nolan Ryan was when he pitched his age 45 season. So cheers to Nolan Ryan, the toughest pitcher in all of baseball probably that ever lived. But now, hold on. Okay, I got to go over one more thing. I swear I'm at 32 minutes. I can't stop this podcast without telling you what I'm about to tell you because it's the funnest thing ever, okay? So Nolan Ryan, I've already just told you, man, he's a tough pitcher. I've compared him to all these guys, but check this out. I just want you to know this one thing. And, oh, crap, I don't have the date. Hold on one sec. Let me look this up. Okay, I got the date. This is so exciting. June 14th, 1974, probably the wildest game that Nolan Ryan has ever pitched, right? Nolan Ryan has thrown seven no-hitters. But this game, June 14th, 1974, one of the wildest games ever. Okay, so Nolan Ryan, he was a California angel. And he started this game against the Boston Red Sox, right? And the game went into extra innings. So the game took 15 innings, and the Angels won 4-3. to three. And Nolan Ryan didn't get the win because he obviously didn't pitch 15 innings, right? So in an extra inning game, you're not going to get the win, right? But listen, Nolan Ryan did throw 13 innings. I kid you not. On this game, Nolan Ryan threw 13 innings and threw 200 in 35 pitches. Yes, this is a game that really happened. You can look at the box score on Baseball Reference. I'll share it on like Twitter and Facebook and all of that stuff. But yes, a game in 1974. So much fun stuff in this. Okay, so check it. Nolan Ryan threw 13 innings, 235 pitches. He walked 10 batters and struck out 19 guys. Listen, he must have went through the batting order like sick. No, shit. Nolan Ryan went through parts of this batting order seven times. Starters today, they get pulled after three times through the lineup. Held twice sometimes, probably. Listen, Cecil Cooper, he was a Boston Red Sox. Nolan Ryan faced Cecil Cooper seven times. He struck him out six times. Six times. Like, you've... Face Nolan Ryan seven times in one game. You've seen a lot of him. You've been on the bench. As he's thrown 235 pitches, at that point, you know what's coming. You guys are joined at the hip, your best friends. You've seen his pitches all day for 13 innings and 235 pitches, but yet he can still strike you out six times in seven at-bats. You went over seven. Nolan Ryan went through the lineup seven times. This is nuts. And get this, his last inning, Nolan Ryan pitched the 13th inning. It was a 1-2-3 inning. I shit you not, a 1-2-3 inning. He retired the last 10 dudes he faced. Like, I was literally just talking about Justin Verlander being like a fine, like, whiskey or fine wine dude. Nolan Ryan's like Everclear, bro. Can't nobody handle that stuff. If a normal man tries to throw 235 pitches, it'll put you on your ass. You'll have to have five Tommy John surgeries. You'll be toast. But, dude, he was just getting warmed up. He retired the last 10 guys he faced in the top of the 13th inning. Dude, in the fourth inning, Nolan Ryan walked four guys in a row, and they didn't pull him. So he struck out three guys and got out of the inning, dude. Like, Nolan Ryan literally in this game, 
Like if if you if you ain't first, you're last. Nolan Ryan was Ricky Bobby in this game. Walked four guys in an inning and then struck out the next three. Like you, if you ain't first, you're last. It's nuts, man, dude. And in the and so here's how they went into extra innings, dude. Carl Yastrzemski hit a two-run home run off Nolan Ryan in the top of the ninth, and it sent him to extras. So you figure that Carl Yastrzemski has got Nolan Ryan's number, dude. But in the top of the tenth inning, Yaz was up with runners on the corners and two outs. Hell, Nolan Ryan struck him out. Like you would think the the, the manager would be like, "Oh, dude, like we got to win this game," and Yaz might have Nolan's number. Maybe we should pull Nolan. I guarantee. That the manager, whoever the hell the manager for the Angels was, was probably afraid to pull Nolan Ryan and just let him keep pitching, and that's what he did. I'll, I'll upload the link. I'll put the link. I'll put the link in the description of this podcast, dude. Just look at the box score and enjoy it. The guy that um, that pitched for the Red Sox, dude, threw fourteen and a third innings. It's the best box score you'll ever see in your life and like I just look at Nolan Ryan and I'm like dude the guy must have been the toughest guy in the whole entire world like 235 pitches would would put most people like out of a career and I know Nolan threw over 100 miles an hour the baddest pitcher dude you remember when he hit Robin Ventura dude he hit him with heat right in the arm and proceeded to beat the shit out of Robin Ventura do you know when Robin Ventura charged the mound Nolan Ryan was 46 years old. Do you realize in 1974 when Nolan Ryan threw 235 pitches? Dude, in 1974, Nolan Ryan was – how old was Nolan Ryan at night? Listen, I'm about to tell you how old Nolan Ryan was in 1974. Don't stop listening to my podcast. In 1974, Nolan Ryan was 27 years old. So he's 27 years old, throws 235 pitches. The big Texan's a pretty strong dude. How strong do you think Nolan Ryan is at 46? Like old, old man strong. Like Nolan Ryan, I'm pretty sure that Nolan Ryan was born with old man strength. You know the type of old man strength I'm talking about. Like, like for example, like my dad right now is like 60 years old. I'm fairly certain He would beat the shit out of me if he had to. Right now, I could try to fight my dad as hard as I wanted, dude, and it would would be a knockout, dude. It would be Mike Tyson knocking out Spinks, like whoever, dude. Like he would just put me on my on my on my ass in like ten seconds, first round, dude. So like you can't mess with old man strength. And Nolan Ryan was born out of the womb. With old man strength. I guarantee he came, the second he emerged into this world, he spit red man. He had a dip in his lip and just spit red man out. That's what you do when you're a man. He came out of the womb smelling like leather and jet fuel, my dude. I guarantee he wore Stetson like all day, every day, man. He just smelled like Old Spice and musk, dude. Like cigars, just the manliest dude in the world, man. Like top men in the world, like Teddy Roosevelt, Nolan Ryan, man. Those are like the top two guys, dude. But Robin Ventura charges the mound like you idiot. Like you know Nolan Ryan is going to be super tough at 46. So Nolan Ryan proceeded to put Robin Ventura in a headlock and just uppercut the crap out of him, man. It was like Khabib fighting McGregor, dude. It was a bloodbath, man. It was awful. And then what's the funniest thing about that game is like, so Robin, 
Nolan hits Robin on purpose. Robin charges the mound. Nolan immediately gets him in a headlock and starts punching him. Robin Ventura gets kicked out of the game. Nolan Ryan does not get kicked out of the game. Nolan Ryan stays in the game. In this day and age, even if the pitcher defends himself, he's getting the boot, man, because he threw punches. Like, you're out, pal. Nolan Ryan stayed in the game. On top of that, stayed in the game, retired 12 of the next 13 guys through seven innings of three-hit ball, one earned run on 85 pitches, bro. How do you do that, man? Seven innings, one earned run, 85 pitches. Oh, I did that right after I put Robin Ventura in a headlock and proceed to beat the crap out of him. I beat him like a redheaded stepchild. Nolan Ryan, cheers to you, my man. This is the greatest show on dirt. Nolan Ryan is the greatest pitcher that's ever lived. Fight me. Well, I don't have that old man strength, so don't fight me. But fight somebody if you don't feel that way. Just punch yourself in the face if you don't think Nolan Ryan's the best pitcher ever. Thanks for listening to the show, and you guys take care. Later.